right, welcome. This is our, what do we know? We're a season, what did I say? Three. 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 This is season three of the Paper Free Class podcast, and it looks like it's picking up okay. So when you guys are talking, just speak clearly and naturally, and uh, hopefully it will work, because this is a new phone, and my old phone, I think, was better. All right, so welcome to the Paper Free Class podcast. This is period two. Can we go around the table and introduce ourselves? You just say, hi, my name is, and just say your first name, and... Hi, my name is Isabella. Hi, my name is Oliver. My name is Trinity. My name is Marcos. My name is Orion. Very nice, thank you. And what have we been studying this nine weeks? Animal intelligence. Animal intelligence. All right, and you guys did your projects on animal intelligence. What, 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 did, what are some of the questions that came up about animal intelligence? Like, did researchers research yeah. Okay, well, how, how did researchers research animal intelligence? The question is, are animals intelligent? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what's the problem with that? There's a lot of different points of views yeah. from different scientists. Mm-hmm. Okay, such as what? One side, like a few scientists think, oh, animals are intelligent, it's just their instincts. Mm-hmm. And others think it's like emotion that they do it. So that's hence intelligence. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. So we had a lot of different points of view that we looked at that showed that animals... You know, many scientists thought for a long time that animals were not intelligent at all. And uh, then we started thinking that they are intelligent. But what's one of the problems that we have when we look at animal intelligence? What's the problem that comes up when we're saying, hey, is that animal intelligent? What's the problem that we run into? What are we doing wrong when we're looking at animal intelligence? We're comparing them to human intelligence. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So if you compare an an animal directly to a human, it's going to be a problem, right? Um, So what are are we doing instead? What are we supposed to be doing instead? We're supposed to be testing them on their specific, like, faults and, like, their highs, like their highs and their lows. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. All right. So what animals did you guys research? I researched about tigers. Tigers? Dog. Dog, I, lo- I love this. I researched about dogs and birds. Dogs and birds? Yeah. What about you, Oliver? I did dogs. Yeah? I did lion. Lion, so some, some cat people and some dog people. All yeah, right, I'm good. a dog person. But, like, but you did lions? Yeah. What do you find out about lions and tigers? What did you guys find out about them, about intelligence? So, they're, because they have, like, a, instead of a pack, they have, like, a kingdom, sort of. So... There's like lioness, lions, and they basically, they're intertwined with other, like, kingdoms, so they have to, like, fight fight it out over, like, space and area so they can control. Like, What's an area of control that's controlled by an animal supposed to be called? Do you know what the name of it is? Territory. Yeah. Good. So are you basing this on the Lion King specifically, or no, no actual research? Actual <laughs> research. <laughs> Tigers, they usually like use more intelligence when they're hunting. So when they're waiting for like their like to eat, they just like wait patiently, mm-hmm. and they use like like they mimic other animals to get in like closer. Really, really, that's interesting. I didn't know that. How, can you give an example? Is there something specific that you remember that they do, or? Oh, interesting. Yeah, because like, it's like more of a 
So that's interesting that they have this they that they have some kind of knowledge maybe from attacking animals in different ways. Okay, good. What about dogs? Um dogs are closer to humans and when it comes to intelligence they rely mainly on humans. Um for example, they pick up things over time. Um, let's say um, you tell your dog, let's go. Over time, they'll realize that you're taking them somewhere, and it, it becomes kind of a habit to them. So they'll probably go get their leash or mm-hmm. pick um, know kind of where they're going. Yeah, they pick up on things. That's true. Like they know. Sometimes they'll even know, like, if you put your shoes on a certain way, they're like, oh, we're going for a walk. You know, they'll, they'll know. Yeah, that's good. What, are, what else? So are like, you? A way the researcher, like scientists, like like study animal intelligence, like on animals. Mm-hmm. They're like a te- one of the tests, or it's called the mirror test. Okay. So basically, uh, an animal, he it's like placed beside a like in front of a mirror, mm-hmm. and it's like they put like with a red marker, they like a dot like on their forehead, and then if they like do like. For example, dogs like they they don't have good like self consciousness, but they have good smell smelling. Mm-hmm. So they like smell the thing, and then they know there's there's something on their body. Mm. And if they like they like for example, so most of the birds they like try to attack the mirror. Mm-hmm. So that's like they don't have like good self consciousness. Okay. And if they're like that, like like like. Like if they rub scratch, their face, yeah. If they rub their face or scratch it, they have they know that there's something there. So if they see themselves in the mirror with like a red laser dot on their face, yeah. and then they rub their own face, yeah, that means that they have like good consciousness. Wow, that's very okay. interesting. That's, that's cool that you explained that. Yeah. All right, so that's it for the first segment. Hopefully, we'll come up with another segment next period. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Season, all right, what are we in now? Three, three. All right, so this is season three. This is our second segment for the day. We're with period four, and I'd like to go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Mr. Hayes. This is, uh, say hi, my name is, and tell us who you are. Hi, my name is Dylan, and I, I love playing football. Nobody asked you about if you love playing football. <laughs> just say hi. Just say hi, my name is. Hi, and then, my name is Dylan. Yeah, we got that. All right, next. Hi, my name is Paul. Great. Hi, my name is Aaron. Hi, my name is David. Hello, my name is Jordan. Okay, so what is our project? Uh, our project was about animal intelligence. What did you guys study for your project? Cats. Cats? Yeah, I Speak think up. cats. I think cats. cats. Well, I chose I, all, all, an octopus. Octopus is a I good pick. all kinds Dogs. of animals. But you had to focus on one. Which one did you focus on? Mainly, like what, David. like what you wrote your poem about. Yeah, your what was your whole booklet about? I mean, I know you could write about different types of animals in certain things, but what was your main focus? Was it one particular animal? Oh, okay. I see That's that. Smile. All right. All right, Jordan, you were saying what? Cats? Cats and dogs. You wrote about cats and dogs? Yes. Okay. And what did you find out about intelligence of cats and dogs? I mean, dogs are kind of smarter than cats. Mm-hmm. Because... In what way? You know how 
like when you angry your dog, it just go away for a while and then somehow when you're suddenly not angry it just come right back. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you about them? They can like tell when you're what emotions you're feeling. All right, good. So they're like emotionally aware. They're aware of you when you're angry or or when you're happy. That's good. That's a good point. All right. What else? You said what was your animal? Um, cats. Cats also. <clears throat> yeah. All right. What did you have to say about cats? What, what uh, did you find out? I learned that maybe if you have like one of their favorite toys in a cabinet, sometimes they can kind of sniff it out mm. and like find out where it is. Okay. All right. Is that intelligence or is that? Behavior, smell, sense of smell. Oh, but then they learn how to do the motion to open the cabinet, right? Okay, that's yeah, that's very smart. Um, I have a cat. If I want to put him in a room, I have to lock the door. Um, in fact, even at, at one point, I put a doorknob inside out because he would learn how to unlock it. And, yeah, so I had to lock him into a room. Smart yeah, he's smart. He would jump up and open the door and everything. So, okay, that's a good point. What, and you had an octopus, which I, yeah. I think is really, really a smart creature. What did you find out? I found out that the octopus, the octopus is very intelligent, one of the highest inte- intelligent animals out there. Mm-hmm. And I found out that its way of problem solving is that it would use its, its abilities to solve everyday problems. Like for example, if it can't can't find food like a dead fish and coral, since it's an invertebrate, it would just squeeze through the little openings in the coral and get the fish. Okay, that's very good. So if it couldn't reach it, it would actually like push itself through it. Okay. Yeah, good. since it has no bones. Yeah, good good problem solving. All right, Aaron, what about you? Um, I just. Did- Dogs and I've learned that um, dogs are like their intelligence equal to like a toddler. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they can be smart because they can like easy to train, but other times it takes like a long time depending on the species. Mean like the different species of animals? Yeah. That you're talking about? Okay. So what did we learn about? What's the difference? Is is intelligence, is being able to be trained, does that mean that the animal is intelligent? What do you think? Um, yes and no, because like the different types of dogs, like a border collie is the most smart, and the poodle and the German shepherd. So they would take like a shorter time to be trained. Mm-hmm. Okay, but in animals in general, do you think an animal's ability to be trained means how intelligent it is? Yes. Yeah? You think that like dolphins and... Um, <clears throat> certain monkeys and dogs and things like that that are trainable that that shows intelligence sometimes yeah i think so. i mean i think so i think the ability to learn something you know it shows some kind of a level of intelligence all right what else did you guys discover when you're doing your research dolphins can call each other by unique names oh very interesting by, i didn't know by that their whistling and clapping noises would would one dolphin call you know Bob the dolphin right, and then would the other dolphins also call Bob by like the same name? Would they? Yeah, you find? Yeah. Are you making that up, or you know that for real? I saw it. That's that's really cool. So other dolphins would learn his name too, and they'd all say the same kind of sound to call that one dolphin. That's pretty neat. I'd like to see a source on that. I learned that a lot of animals. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. which ones though have um, long-term memory. And it's, pr- it's more common for them than humans. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. So oh. be sure to tune in. on. Hopefully by Sunday I'll have this posted. And we'll see you next segment. Yay.
Okay, so welcome back. This is our third segment for our season three, episode one debut in Ponce Middle School Paper Free Class podcast. So I'm Mr. Hayes, and let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Anna. Hi, I'm Nicholas. Hi, I'm Sebastian. Hi, I'm Valeria. Hi, I'm Gerson. All right, great, great to have you here. Okay, and uh, again, we're talking about animal intelligence. So you guys did your projects, and what animals did you focus on? I focused on cephalopods. Cephalopods? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, what was your, what was your project all about? Um, it was, um, I did a project. My project was basically um, more on their brain structure and the way they use tools to hide them from predators and attack their prey and hide. Okay, what is a cephalopod? Because I don't know. Um, a cephalopod is uh, a cousin to squids and octopuses. They um. They are very small. They're small enough to hide in like shells and stuff. They they feed on shrimps and organisms. Very cool. Living in. Well, the, you said they can use tools. Or like what kind of tools? Like shells, sticks. Um, they actually also use skeletons of other fishes. Wow, that's pretty neat. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, what about you, Nicholas? My project was focused on octopi. And it was mainly on their on their defense to get away from predators. Mm-hmm. And they can score ink. They can create armor out of coconut shell. No way. I didn't know that. Cool. Which would be more a sign of intelligence, the armor or the ink? The armor. Yeah, because the ink is like a physical response, right? And they can also barricade their dens with stone. Mm. And they can also throw seashells at predators. Wow, that's pretty neat. All right, so that seems like it shows intelligence. What about you, Sebastian? Um, I chose feline's cats. Okay. Um, they can learn from past mistakes. Mm. And they have very good memory. So if some animal um, brings them pain, the cat will remember and make sure not to fight with that animal. Also, the cat is very resourceful. It can look for food in many different um, habitats and um, and places. Okay, cool. Any other information about why a cat might be particularly intelligent? That's good that they learn from their mistakes. I like that. Cats can smell when a predator is coming from a few miles away. Mm-hmm. And they can... So cats like solve, solve problems and things like that? Did you yeah. find any evidence of that? Like like what? Do you have an example? or? Um, also, cats can... Um... That's okay. That's all you have. That's all you have. That's good. Yeah. My, my cat can solve problems. She, she yeah. can get out of um, doors. She can open doors if she wants to be out of her room. You know, she jumps up and opens the door handle. I had to flip a, oh, I think I mentioned this in the other segment, that I had to flip one of the door handles inside out so I could lock it from the outside if I wanted to lock her in the room because she was so smart. She could unlock it. All right, next. Um, I did bearded dragons. Why? Because I have one. Yeah, that's neat. So do you have yeah. experience with that animal. That's cool. Yeah, I do. 
Um, so they're actually um, really intelligent. They have excellent problem solving skills. They also have a great defense system. When like a predator is trying to get to them and they feel threatened, they open their mouths really wide to scare away the predator. Mm -hmm. So that's why they call them like bearded dragon because they like have like the beard that uh-huh. comes out. Neat. Yeah. What about problem solving skills? You said they had that. Yeah. So from my experience, I so for example, like I put him on a table. Then he starts like looking around on the floor where he can jump to to like jump safely mm-hmm. without getting hurt. Sometimes he lands on his back, but um, right, he but never gets hurt. But he's trying to scope it out to see like yeah. the best way to jump down. Mm-hmm. All right, that sounds pretty good. All right, Kirsten, what about you? I did gorillas. That's For- a good one. I did gorillas because they are very close to humans. They're the species that has been close to human scientists have looking at them for a while. And gorillas also can make tools just like humans. Gorillas make noises with trees to alert other people, uh, other other gorillas to see if predators are coming. And they can uh, also make shelters with leaves and um, sticks. And they can use sign language, too. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I knew about the sign language. So they make shelter? Yes. I didn't know that. Where do they, where do, they do, like, how? What kind of shelter do they make? Like they, a tent or something? Yeah, they make sometimes tents and sometimes on trees. They put some sticks up there and make, like, a little platform to stand on. Wow, that's really neat. Okay. And then, um, yeah, in sign language, they don't they do not do sign language in the wild, though, right? No, they, Only in captivity. They, are, uh, they teach them that. And mm-hmm. so, some scientists are trying to teach gorillas how to talk. Oh, the one thing you said before was they make noises with the trees. What yes. do you mean by that? They like knock on trees sometimes to make it's like two knocks or like I think two knocks is to alert to alert uh, predators are close by. One knock is like um, saying predators are here, hmm. and I don't remember the other ones, but sometimes they knock with sticks too. All right, that's very cool. Yeah, so they're using tools and making shelter and, and everything else. Okay, good. All right, so that's all the time we have for in this segment. And hopefully this comes together as a good episode. We'll see. And we'll talk to you all next time. And you guys have a good weekend. You can say bye. Bye. Bye.